Guitar Stories Podcast, your number one show for everything guitar. Hello, everybody. Hi, Dan. Hey, Andy. It's good to see you. Good to be back. Episode 81 of the Guitar Stories Podcast. 81. Fantastic. The best year of um, the 20th century, I might add. 81. Uh, I'm not sure. It could also be 83, isn't it? Not definitely. Not. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. She, yeah, you're right. Elka might say that is the best year. Um, <laughs> see? <laughs> yeah, thanks. thanks. It's, it's too. Uh, you're dressed as Batman tonight. You're Batman. I am. Yeah, I am Batman. Okay, I'm just, I'm just nerdy, gray, cheap T-shirt guy. Nobody, nobody has ever actually seen Batman and me in the same room. If, if this isn't scientific That's proof true. enough, then uh, I might have to ask our guest what scientific proof is instead. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Speaking of scientific proof, we have a wonderful scientific proofing sort of guest tonight. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm picking up what you're putting down, Dan. We're on such a, a smooth wavelength, so there are segues and stuff like that. Um, Mr. You. Colin Scott will be joining us in a little bit, and we've already spoken to him backstage, and he is all raring to go with a bottle of cider. So mm -hmm. anything could happen, Dan. I had yeah. a little shot of grappa earlier, and I'm already falling over my words. It seems like I'm the only one with just water, but you know what happens at the Guitar Stories podcast stays at the Guitar Stories podcast. So I hope not. We'll see. I hope, I hope we'll everybody see hears and sees it. <laughs> okay. Right. Let's that's, say hello to the people who are live chatting. If you're listening on the, on the on the audio version, then hello, audio version people. Please don't operate heavy machinery whilst listening to this podcast, etc., etc. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're live, then hello, April. Hello, Leon. Hello, Valeria. Hello, Pauline France. Pauline from last week. Hello, Pauline. I hope you're as smiley and jolly as you were last week. It was an absolute joy to talk with you. Uh, Sarang, hello. Uh, David K, Thomas, and Craner, hey. You almost said David K's name twice then. I'll say it twice. Hello, David K. Um, <laughs> Studio Camille, we're in season four. Don't forget, Mikhail. And um, <laughs> bring those monies. Nice, nice reminder. Roll Amanda's over. here. Hi, Amanda. And anybody? Else? Josh. Josh is here. Melodify. Loads of people. Yeah. Bear, can you Pop pronounce like... this name, Dan? What What would you say that name is pronounced as? Bear Turmiller? Uh... I get the I feeling know. that's a Colin Scott fan. B. I don't know. B. Arthur, Arthur Miller. Bia. Bia, maybe. B. Arthur Miller. Arthur Miller. Yeah, B. Arthur Miller. Uh, it's, right, hello, B. Arthur Miller. That, I totally screwed that up. Um, yeah. Gary and Anna. And. Anna. Who's Hot Black Desiato? Hello from Hot Scotland. Black Hello Desiato. back from Germany. Um, yeah. Loads of people. So yeah, we'll give you more That's shout outs later. We'll even give you the opportunity to throw a question at uh, Colin, um, mm -hmm. who I always refer to as Colin Scott. I don't know why. I have a hard time calling Colin Colin. Oh, you go with Maybe the full name? Maybe we can get to the bottom of okay. that. Yeah, I'll get to the yeah, bottom maybe... of it later on, I hope. Okay, cool. How was, how was your week, buddy? Ah... Uh, it was good. I had a gig last week on Thursday night, and um, yeah, it was good you, fun. And did I what? Played a guitar or just a cajon? I played the guitar. Um, I don't know. I, I saw you the, sitting sitting somewhere, so I thought you might also be like some some sort of part time percussionist. Well, I've sat on the cajon, and I have a kick pedal, and I stomp the heck out of it. So oh, yeah, I do there that. You go. Sweet. Multi. Also play the harmonica as well in, in some songs, you know, because everybody needs a bit of harmonica. Mm. Sweet. Yeah, it was a good one. Oh. How about your week, sir? 
Uh, also a good week. Uh, I released that that tiny little video that got a lot of attention. That uh, oh yeah, TOD let's talk about video. you and your your social media extravaganza, quitting your job at Minol <laughs> and becoming an influencer. No, not at all. Yeah, that that kind of went through the roof. I don't know why. It's more like a hundred k views already, and a lot of interest in the guitar. And uh, yeah, let me just put it that way. It's selling pretty well, and I'm very happy with how it does. And I think Tim will enjoy a lot of people playing their guitar all around the globe. And I still can't put it down. It's actually right there. So it's, uh, you know, it doesn't get away too far away from me, like 10 meters max. Yeah. Good well, I, I think you should buy it. But um, yeah, uh, Mikhail, thank you for the super chat. He wants to know where are the shirts? Um, Shit. Dan, where are the shirts? In my drawer, actually. You've, you've started the ball rolling. You're the only one that hasn't had a little tipple tonight. <laughs> Shoot. No, I, uh, actually, I was asking Andy last week if we should bring the shirts, and then I accidentally forgot mine, and he didn't bring his. So, What about next week? Um, yes. Well, it's up to you, mate. As long as you take yours to work, I've got mine here. I'm, I'm at home. So I'm, I'm ready to okay. roll everything. Cool. Okay, well, next week. Adam Steele from Hot Pod Studios. Hello, matey. Right, I hey, want to bring in our guest, Dan. But before yep. we do, if for some reason people have no idea who this man is, surely he should deserve some kind of wonderful complimentary introduction. Oh, yeah, but very brief one. So in episode 81, we were welcomed by Colin Scott, a Scottish guitarist and guitar uh, gear tinkerer with a master's degree, attention everyone, in physics. And he actually brought the kill to YouTube and made that a thing. Uh, Colin describes himself as an educational content creator using actual science to explain gear. And as this is kind of rare breed in, yeah, in our world that is so full of storytelling and, you know, mojo and tone wood and everything, Colin brings actually facts to the table. And, you know, he doesn't shy away from demystifying common assumptions and thoughts. Um, and, you know, he's also, I don't know if you did know that, he's a kick uh, pickup maker. So maybe we can talk about that later. And uh, yeah, the icing on the cake is that he's a lovely chap to chat with, and I'm very pleased to have him on the show, and uh, kind of ask all the questions that we already piled up for him. Shall we welcome him to the show? Yes, please all welcome right. to the show, Mr. Colin Scott. <sighs> Hello there. Hello. That's a really <laughs> nice introduction. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Did, did we get it somewhere near factual and correct and that's, scientific? That sounds, that's, I mean, that sounds just a bit correct to me. I would, I would have said, I probably would have said a worse about myself, frankly. So um, thank you. Yes, it seems quite accurate. <laughs> Colin, thank you for joining us. Um, we seem to have spent a fair amount of time, you and I, together uh, this year. <laughs> yeah, In fact, more good. than I've spent with many other people. We had Guitar Summit, we had Gear Streets, and now we've got Guitar Stories, all things that begin with G and with S. G. <laughs> <laughs> it really confuses me but uh, yeah. yeah gs three things that begin with gs um we're going to start off for the first time ever colin you're our guinea pig okay. with oh, a good. quick fire round of questions right we've never done it so it could go well nope. it could go horrendously but what i will do <laughs> is guarantee that colin scott will be phenomenal in answering these questions um, it's going to go question from me, question from Dan, question from me, question, that sort of thing. Okay? Ping pong it. It's Wimbledon. Okay, sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're going to go from this side and then, then that one. Yeah. Would you like a little bit of ambient music to add to the pressure? <laughs> oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Make it like a game. Here we go. There's a little ambient music there. Oh, wonderful. Hmm. What was that? 
Okay, Alan, your first question was and is, what was your first guitar? My first guitar was a Squire Bullet Special. It's bright orange with black pickguard, black hardware, and a single humbucker in the bridge position. Um, I modified the hell out of it. Um, you know, HSS, got a kill switch on it, played it a lot of shows, um, upgraded the tuners and the, the bridge. Everything that could be upgraded was upgraded. Uh, excellent guitar. I've still got it. It's hiding away in a cupboard somewhere. I should get it back out for a video sometime. Okay. Thank you. My turn. Colin. Yes. Your first guitar was a Strat, but if you had to pick one Desert Island guitar, Les Paul or Strat style? Mmm. Mmm. Okay. Um, it probably would be a Strat style, but maybe an unconventional style Strat. Maybe not something with your three single coil pickups. Maybe something. Maybe something a bit more rocky. But yeah, I think. I think I'm still a Strat boy. Okay. Nice. Nice. Getting a feeling for what Colin Scott is made of now, Colin. Many people, when they begin to play guitar, say that they're inspired by a certain artist or artists to pick up the instrument. What was the artist that inspired you to play guitar, if there was one? Mm, um, a friend of mine at school, Chris Menzies. He would be the major inspiration because I saw him playing guitar and thought, damn, he's cool. And I want to be like him. Okay. Um, so that's not the big rock star name, but um, it was who inspired me initially. Follow up question, what is Chris doing now? I have no idea. <laughs> Chris, if you if you listen to that episode, if you watched it actually, leave it leave yeah. leave we've, your story in the comments. We've not really kept in touch um, after school. It's been a long, long time since I was at school. But I hope he's doing well. I hope he's doing okay. <laughs> Sweet. Aww. All right. My turn. Colin. Eve. You also build your own pickups. Mm. What do you prefer to build? Single coils or hamburgers and why? <laughs> Um, the cheeky answer to it would be to say single coils because they're easier. Um, <laughs> there's, there's less work involved in a single coil. Uh, I just recently put together a couple of P90s for my SG uh, and covered them with nickel covers on them to get that Black Sabbath sort of look, that Tony oh, Iommi look. And mm -hmm. yeah, I think I think P90s are probably that sweet spot of um, uh, they're, they're 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 nice they're a nice build, but they're not two coils having to stick them together like a humbucker is. They're, uh, it's pr probably the, probably the balance. All right. <laughs> okay, final question from me, Colin. Uh, amp distortion or pedal distortion? Amp distortion. I've got a lot. Of, I've got a lot of high gain amplifiers, and I use them majority all the time. But I do quite often put um, boosts and screamer style overdrives in front. So I'm using a bit of both, but mostly the amp distortion. All right. And last question. When you're studying either physics or gear, what's your preferred drink of choice? Coffee <laughs> or tea or whiskey? Oh, it's definitely whiskey. <laughs> of those of those options, it's most certainly whiskey. Um, I, I do love a Laphroaig. Oh, okay. Colin, that is my favorite whiskey. The 10 mm. years one. Yeah. It's just, I can even get it here in Austria. Well, um, I will gently let the ambient music <laughs> fade out <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that is in a nutshell mr colin scott thank you mate thank you for um being well, guinea pig. would yeah. you would you just quickly sort of ex you know explain how you feel about that section is it something you'd recommend we do with future guests or should we just oh I, I think so I, I think someone more interesting than myself could even give better answers than i did so yeah i think you should keep going with that it was <laughs> a little bit of pressure it was a little bit of spontaneity um and i, qu I quite enjoyed having to think on my feet yeah I, I think it was a good section i'm sure the viewers enjoyed it sweet
Good. Yep. Well, we'll find yep. out. Viewers, let us know as you're watching and listening. Let us know if you like that. And we've got some uh, some some love for the Lafargue. And also we've got a super chat, which I'm going to read out. So there we go. From Andrew Morgan. Great name, Andrew. Super chat, $7.99 Australian dollars, which I have no idea what that is in other currencies. But he says he'll have a shirt too. Mikhail, where is your video? Exactly, Mikhail. Where <laughs> is the base content that we all need? No pressure. <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. That's very kind of you. Um, yeah. Right. It is time to pick some gear, gentlemen. Now, um, it's a bit dry for gear at the moment, I feel. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a little dry, like we used to be literally drowning in gear. And now <laughs> I feel that we're not, we're sort of paddling. You know, there's there's a little little spot left in the pool and we're dipping our toes in. <laughs> You're pedaling 24-7, Andy. <laughs> Fuzz, overdrive. <laughs> that is true. That is true. More fuzz. Right. Okay. So um, what we do is we do a thing called pick of the week, Colin. I know that you've picked something, but I will ask you the question. Would you like to hear my pick of the week first or Dan's pick? Yes, it's choice. I think Dan. Dan seemed right. great. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you cut it off <laughs> i didn't cut nothing off it, it's, no, it's just it, a yeah. randomly selected button <laughs> damn what's my your pick, pick of the week mate my pick of the week is an amp uh it is the prs hdrx 20 and we've been talking about whiskey and that amp kind of follows the tradition of distilling stuff as it distills the power of the hdrx 150 into a, a smaller housing uh, with 20 watts of power. And uh, like the, the previous kind of amps, they've got the approval of Hendrix. So on the back of the amp, it actually says like authentic Hendrix stuff. And I think that's supposed to mimic, um, what's that? The, um, the original 20 watt plexi style amp that Hendrix played oh. uh, at Woodstock. So uh, it's a pretty famous amp. It's probably not like the best tone in the world, uh, I think a lot of people will agree, but it's definitely one of the most iconic tones. And uh, yeah, there's also a um, what's it? Uh, what about one by twelve cabinet with a twelve inch Celestion uh, V type speaker? And uh, yeah, I just thought you know there's a lot of competition for that type of uh, style of amps, but uh, I I kind of dig that PRS kind of had the balls to go all in for that kind of Hendrixy tone, so they didn't want to deliver like the convenient catch all mini amp that can do it all. And instead went for you know that tone with a little bit left and right, but you know it's you pretty much buy or can buy what you you know what's 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 on the box or what it says. So yeah, I like the tone samples and uh, I don't know what it clocks in. I think like a five no nine hundred fifty ish. So it's it's quite steep, but still full tube and uh, interesting M for sure. I like it. I almost chose it last week as my gear pick, but I wasn't quite pushed over the edge. And of yeah. course, then Boss released the DS1W, which I'm still sad and licking my wounds that it didn't win <laughs> the, the best gear last week. It, I think yeah, it's amazing. So. And, and actually, since I have one right here, <laughs> he has one. I have one. And it's, um, I'll let you wait for my review, but it's amazing. There you go. Review done. <laughs> and it's five, yeah. five second, five second shorts, YouTube shorts. Done. <laughs> Buy it. Yeah. So Hendrix amp. Uh, I could. I could see myself playing that. Yep. Yep. 
yeah 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 and you can I see mean, PR, prs really you know stepped up the game with their with their amps it's really interesting to see you know they had the the, the mark tremonti the mt15 that was an amazing amp mm. and now this this hdrx well, an interesting series so I'm, I'm curious to see what what more there is out there actually I, I didn't tell you about the weekend just like a I digress, but just as a very small segment. Over the course of the weekend, I spent a couple of time with music board members, like the German community. And there was also the company Engel from Germany. And Engel, they also brought a couple of amps, like the original Paul Stanley amp that he used on tour and the original Deep Purple amp plus 4x12 box that he used on tour. And uh, yeah, it kind of really enthused me about tube amps again. You know, and having that big, oh. fat ass tone <laughs> with a lot of, you know, headroom and uh, yeah. And actually, also interesting, they said that they sold more 4x12s than ever during the pandemic. Isn't that amazing? Really? So <laughs> Yeah, so counterintuitive. Uh, counterintuitive. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Completely sold out with 4x12s. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But I digress. So <laughs> let's move on. I don't know. What were people doing in the pandemic with the four by twelve? You know, <laughs> storing things in them. I don't know. Like, I play I play metal, and my neighbor loves it too, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, let's put our guest right in the middle. A little Colin Scott sandwich. Um, mm. Colin, <laughs> your pick of the week, sir. Um, I believe you have it with you, right? I do have my pick of the week with me. I'll, I'll, I'll grab it right now. I just received this beautiful blue Jazzmaster Harley Benton GE60CC. Um, and uh, I kind of wasn't expecting much from it, to be honest. But okay. after getting out of the box and sitting playing it with a little while, I lost myself for several hours just playing and finding tones and being inspired. And it excited me in a way that a guitar hasn't done for a long time all from a guitar that i just really wasn't expecting much from so that's really why it's my it's my pick and uh, they do it in a lot of nice colors as well i didn't get to choose the blue uh, but it's a nice mm -hmm. blue i think i might have gone for the seafoam green if it was me, me myself but uh, uh -huh. yeah that's, uh, could you turn it around quickly i can turn it around it's just a Sweet. big bare blue back on it is that like a roasted kind of neck it looks it's so a dark. kind of a, yeah they, they, they call it caramelized but i believe that's just another word for roasted really um split post tuners on it the, the block inlays which are really nicely done under the jazz master style pickups which um are really responsive to the volume and tone controls you can back them off just a little bit and get much more defined fine tones out of it and then crank it back up for a bit of thickness and saturation yeah, it's um and all for like under 200 quid i forget the actual price of it but it's super cheap so that's cool Great. Uh, just so you know, uh, Colin broke up for me a little bit there. I don't know if oh, he broke did up. Oh, did I? Then. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. But I managed to pick it out, and the enthusiasm on your face was uh, more than enough to tell a story. <laughs> Good. <laughs> that is the second best um, Harley Benton-style Jazzmaster I've seen this year. The first, of course, mm. being a rather fluffy orangey-yellow one <laughs> built by a certain man in Scotland. Um, um, yes, we can, we can talk more about that later. But um, we, that is a beautiful, um, a beautiful looking guitar that I will absolutely have to try at some point. That's a strong contender for pick of for actual pick of the week. I, mm. Two strong choices. Mm. Now, I guess it's my turn, and I should play my jingle. <laughs> I will. Pick of the week. 
Never gets old. <laughs> Thanks, no. Colin. Um, right. Um, I have a history on the show of pick of the week of choosing things that are either fuzz pedals or really expensive, <laughs> really super expensive. And okay. Dan, which do you think I've gone for this week? Do you think I've gone super expensive thing or fuzz pedally thing? I don't think neither of it. I think you picked something. Nah, come on. You went with all in. You went super expensive. Come on. Correct. You know me well. I have gone for something I found on Reverb.com that seems to be um, announced in various guitar forums and places like that. I found it on, I think it was uh, the gear thing, whatever it's called now, gear news or gear pages, the one they changed the name of. Um, it is this. There we go. Oh, it's good there. Courtney Love's Fender Venus from the 1990s, coming in at a cool 59,999 wow. euros with shipping of 55 euros to Austria. So just tipping over the 60 grand mark. <laughs> what's, what's interesting, to me at least, is that it's sold by a guitar shop called Guitar Smith. Okay. And he used to be in my hometown, and I visited him when I went back home a few years ago, and he wouldn't sell me the Fender Jagstang that was in his shop mm. because he decided that he just didn't want to sell it. And I, I, realized, I think that's why guitar shops exist, is to sell guitars rather than <laughs> not let people buy them. So, yeah, I didn't get to buy it. But um, I'll just show it in its case if you're watching the video version. Wow, it is pretty. the actual fender custom shop made version so it's not the same as the squire um it's got no volume knob on it because courtney love would uh, often fiddle with her volume knob and it's got one pickup right <laughs> near the neck and okay. a, it's, it's a very strange guitar and i've loved the squire version for ages and i would love to pick one up and i yeah. almost got one on guitar auctions at once but i i didn't quite bid high enough hmm. That's my pick of the week. Sixty grand. It's in Hamburg in Germany. Oh wow! How far is that from you, Dan? Hamburg. Oh wow, that's uh, five hours. Yeah. So you're only a short car journey and sixty grand short <laughs> of a, a Fender um, Venus. I don't know. It doesn't really resonate with me. It, it, firstly, it reminds me a lot of uh, the parts caster that Colin did a while ago, like that Seafoam uh, oh, yeah. bluish kind of thingy. And uh, yeah, I know. It's a, what's the shop's name, by the way? Guitar Smith. Ah, Guitar Smith. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah. Smiths. Sorry, hang on. Smiths. Hang on. Smiths. Smiths. I will, I'll put their website in Guitar Smiths, but it's guitar-smith.com if, okay. uh, you know, if you want to spend your super chat money on a guitar. <laughs> and is that like a commission sale and the guitar is actually based in Hamburg? Yeah, oh. as, as far as I can see, it's in his shop. Um, okay. Okay, interesting. Mm. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think you are cheating a little bit because there's not a product that has come out this week, Andy. I think you can go jump. <laughs> <laughs> wow! I think you can take your Hendrix amp and uh, <laughs> and stuff it up. Uh, by the way, um, do you, I, I think this guitar would actually be very uh, well placed at a certain website in the UK. I agree. Um, 
we should probably talk about those guys in a little bit because they are, uh, we have some sponsors this week and um, that's one of our sponsors. Just a mm-hmm. little little teaser there, Colin. A little teaser mm-hmm. to our first sponsor. Teaser the sponsors. People love a sponsor. Pizza love, pe- people love a cheater. No, hang mm. on. No, people don't like a cheater. That's right. <laughs> oh, guys. <laughs> The alcohol. <laughs> it's not. I'm reading the chat, and Valeria just called me a cheater. Mm-hmm. Okay, started no, something no. now. Dan. Yeah, I'm. I'm very sorry. I take that back. Okay. You're not a cheater. I'm not. I am absolutely not. Right. It is time to play a little game, Colin. We call buy, borrow, or burn. Buy, borrow, or burn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There are three gear picks this week, as there is most weeks, and you have to choose a bit like that game we played at school, you know, where you Mm -hmm. married someone and you decided to end someone's life and the other one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Imagine that you were forced to make a decision where you have to buy one of these pieces of gear, you have Mm -hmm. to borrow one, and you have to burn one. Mm -hmm. just like the PRS. Sorry. I just like that other game. There's always a correct answer, so I need to get I need to get that answer correct. There is a correct answer, <laughs> but we spiced it up a little bit by one of us guessing what we think you would do Ooh, to add another okay. level of confusion yep. and unnecessary complication. Yep. And great. we're hoping that the people in the live chat can also um, put their picks up and see who wins. You know, so someone's going to get someone's. I'll admit, Colin, brace yourself because if your gear pick gets burned. It does mm-hmm. hurt a little bit. It does yeah. kind of, you know, play on you for a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. right. So um, I, I started with the pick. So do you want to start guessing for Colin? Yeah, I'm going to guess for Colin, and then Colin's going to guess for Dan, and Dan's going to guess for me. Mm. Yes. We've got the Courtney Love Venus. We've got the HDRX PRS amp. And we've right. got the Harley Benton JA60. Which one would Colin buy? I think I think Colin would buy the Harley Benton JA60. I think he'd borrow the amp and he'd burn the Venus. How do yeah, they do, Colin? That's an expensive bonfire. Mm, certainly is. So what do I think Dan would do? No, no, no. First, first, you got to say if he was. Oh, right I to say mine. Yeah. All <laughs> oh, right. Okay. It gets, it gets oh, I understand. Right. I understand. Right. Okay. Yeah. Promise. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 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 So you want to know what my answer would have been? Yeah. Yes, please. Okay. Okay. Um, well, as I say, I think there's a correct answer, and and in my head, this is correct. I would, okay. I would burn the Hendrix amp purely because that's on theme for Hendrix. You know, oh, set wow. and fire types of equipment, so wow. that makes sense. I would have to borrow the very expensive guitar because I simply don't have the money to purchase it. And I would buy the Harley Benton because that's not the color I want. And I would like one of the other colors. So I, and I, and I have the money to buy. So I would, I would purchase that. I think that's what I would do in that situation. I applaud that scientific logical reasoning. Yes. (laughs) Very nice. It's like, like an equation. You solve the equation in your head. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Then, Colin, would you please guess for Dr. Dan? Dr. Dan, Dr. Dan, Dr. Dan, Dr. Dan. Right. You seem pretty keen. You seem pretty keen on that amp. And I think Mm. you might buy it. 
which leaves us with what we would do with the other two. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Science. <laughs> yeah, let's say let's say you burn the Harley Benton okay. because you know it's cheap firewood, and then borrow the <laughs> borrow the nice borrow the nice expensive one, which doesn't really do anything for you. <laughs> let let let's just just make sure that we put that into perspective. It's cheap firewood, considering the current circumstances in the world. It's not a guitar necessarily made of cheap firewood. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, we've, we've we've got all sorts of problems we're facing. Uh, yeah, we want to make sure that we can afford to um, heat ourselves this winter. <laughs> okay. That is uh, pretty correct. Well, okay then. <laughs> well done. Well, that, that's that's a uneventful reveal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I guess for Andy. Andy would buy the fuzz pedal. Oh no, wait. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Okay, no. Andy would buy the Harley Benton because he would borrow. (laughs) He would borrow. Do you know how this game works, Dan? Yeah, I know. Because you know, it's it's kind of you know, it works together. It's like effect and cause, cause and effect. You know, you would borrow. The, the Harley Benton, uh, no, no, you would buy the Harley Benton, you would drive up to Hamburg and borrow that super expensive guitar and then give it back because otherwise you would have to A, sell your organs, your kids, <laughs> or all of other, your other guitars and then your wall would look pretty empty. And you would probably burn that Hendrix EM because you have enough amps and you probably don't necessarily are looking for that tone. How's that? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. You got one right. Well, okay, fair. Well, this is an easy statistic. So I made like one mistake, which leads to two wrong results. You know, it's one out of three. Okay. Let's let Colin do the science. Wait, I'll wait, do the jokes no, no, no. and you do the medicine. <laughs> no, he wouldn't, he wouldn't, you wouldn't burn the, the, your pick of the week. That's, that's, just logical, right? Because otherwise, it would be. You know, right, I think be you're a forgetting for a vital fact. <laughs> this game, this game, we hypothetically have the money to buy everything. Oh, yeah, but would it? Could you justify that? I mean, in, in a relation to having like, how much is that boss pedal? Two hundred fifty. So, how many pedals could you buy? Well, the boss is one one fifty. 150 so that's it's irrelevant it's relevant that's so last week dan it's not <laughs> all even... right all right you buy the guitar you borrow the damn harley benton and you burn the amp yes but tell me why can i tell you why yeah please go ahead all right i would buy the fender venus because i've always wanted one and the thought of playing a courtney love guitar on my channel would upset so many people that it makes me really laugh <laughs> I would borrow the Harley Benton because, you know, I've got at least two friends now that have a Harley Benton JA60. Okay. And then I'd burn the PRS amp because you chose it. Wow. That was burnt. Yeah. Damn. That was low. And I, yeah, it was, was low, just... hang, low hanging fruit. <laughs> Indeed. It's just the way I'm set. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I just wanted to be mean. Um, right, but yeah, it, it's the reason is um, I'd actually quite like to try the PRS, but um, yeah, but 
they don't know I exist. So Ooh, it's it's personal. Yeah. Oh no, it's political. <laughs> okay. All, All right. right. I'm just gonna look at the chat and then we have to find out the winner and the loser and the person in the middle. And as long as I'm not the person in the middle, I don't mind. I don't mind losing. I just or winning, you know. Okay. Uh, firstly, Josh says, Colin, I'll buy you another color of the JA60 if you send him the blue one. Mm, sounds like a good deal. Offers, offers on the table. Offers mm -hmm. on the table. Um, Fergie in France. Welcome back, Fergie in France. He missed the show last week. Uh, he buy the PRS, borrow the Harley Benson, and burn the Fender after he's insured it. <laughs> Clever. <laughs> Smart. Clever, one. Fergie. Yeah. Clever, Clever. Yeah. Um, and where are my pinned messages? There they are. Valeria would buy the Harley Benton because science, borrow the PRS and make the most expensive bonfire with that fender because she'd like to keep all her organs. Thank you, sticky tongue, out smiley spirit. face. That's the spirit, yeah. <laughs> JJ Sandy would buy the J60, borrow the amp and burn the 60K guitar. Wow. Darn it. <laughs> Um, and I didn't. I, has, has anyone else got a, a little post they'd like to say? I'm, I'm just scrolling up. What well, can anyone else, Colin, Dan, read what's on the screen if you, if you can see the chat? There's a good one that says uh, uh, Gary O'Neill says, Buy the guitar, borrow the amp, and burn everything to do with Courtney Love. <laughs> <laughs> People are really not fond of the Courtney. <laughs> I mean, not at all. That's never, that's never lessened over time. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big fan of the album. That she may have used that guitar on. Mm -hmm. I can take her or leave her. I'm just being <laughs> polite in case she wants to be a guest at any point on the show. Then you know, <laughs> leaving that door slightly ajar. The door, the door is never closed, Andy. It's never closed. The door is mm -hmm. never closed, Daniel. <laughs> um, one more. Then we've got <laughs> Studio Camille. Always an interesting answer from Bakil. Buy the Harley Benson. Borrow the PRS, burn all the haggis because of humanity. I, I, I don't even know that was on the table, but it was, and it's now burned. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> I, I quite enjoy haggis. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah I, I had a haggis baked potato twice. Ooh. It's really good. Ben Nevis loved it. Had one and haggis and and the potato. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Had one. Okay. Went up. Ben Nevis came down. Had another one. <laughs> so good you had to climb and come back down again great yeah um, and then i have one more i'm, I'm not old on vintage so he'd buy, i'm just looking for someone that's going to buy the, the, the venus <laughs> buy the amp borrow the venus burn the harley benton because i can afford to replace the harley benton good reasoning yeah. good reasoning yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh boy well, it I doesn't look good andy it doesn't look it doesn't good. look good i think i think <laughs> i've lost and i think that. I think Colin has won with the best gear mm -hmm. pick and Dan goes in the middle. Is that fair to say, gents? Yep. Yep. That seems reasonable. Yep. Oh, well, congratulations, Colin. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. I've lost a Strong. two weeks in a row now. Mm. Uh, yeah, they are there. I, I don't feel good. I do not feel good. But I stand <laughs> by my choice. Uh, Colin, <laughs> would you mind if um, Dan and I spoke a little bit about one of our sponsors this week and we leave you to oh. pop off and have a little little drinky poo, maybe? Oh, I'd love that, actually. Yeah, that'd be good. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> we'll see you in a moment. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Dan, hi. Um, hey. Dan from the Guitar Stories podcast. Hello. Welcome. Hello, Andy. 
Dan, um, we've got a sponsor this week who you mentioned might take that wonderful, beautiful Fender Venus and put it up for something we might call an auction. Oh, are you talking about guitar auctions? I am talking about guitar auctions. Guitar auctions of Gardner Holgate, and we are sponsored mm -hmm. by them this week. Uh, not just sponsored, but proudly sponsored, I, I have to say, because that's what they didn't tell me to say. Um, <laughs> they don't just have uh, guitars in their auctions, though, Dan. They have uh, all kinds of related items. Yeah, oh, wow, that's cool. So you mean like pedals, but also memorabilia? Yeah, audio equipment, pedals, amps, basically anything guitar. Cool. But, you know, dude, I assume they only have super crazy expensive stuff like the 60K guitar, right? No, no, no. They have some expensive stuff. They have some really famous guitars that have been on auction before, but they also have like weird sort of Japanese copies like Tysco stuff and things that come in regularly at about £100. Sweet. So the only hook is mm. that it's based in the UK and it's pretty messy to kind of go there and pick up the guitar, right? It is based in the UK, in Bath, which is near where I'm from. But the cool thing is everything is online. And not only can you watch Luke and his colleagues do the live stream, you can also bid live and then pay with your credit card from the comfort of your own home. Say no more. How many guitars did you buy that way? I've currently bought three. And as you know, I'm working on my fourth. Okay, so we should probably uh, keep our eyes peeled for December 7th and 8th when there will be the next guitar auction, is that right? Yes, I shall be pretending to work and play guitars whilst I'm actually watching Luke do the little hammer thing and, and you know sell guitars at, I would say, reasonable prices. But the most ex exciting thing is when they got something like a, I don't know, like a Squire Venus that you can't really get anywhere else. Mm, that's interesting. Where do, you have, where do you have to go to check out the, all the offerings they have? You go to guitar-auctions.co.uk to register to bid. You can do that right now. And you can also check out their Instagram, Guitar Auctions at Gardner Holgate, to see all the cool stuff they've got lined up for the auctions in December. And I recommend that you do. Sweet. That was unscripted, and that was pretty cool, right? I, I enjoyed that ad read. Um, yeah. I'm gonna, I, I think they're going to be happy with that. I'll take this yeah. thing off, and we'll bring Colin back in and see what he thought. He can sort of analyze okay. our ad read. Yeah. Hi, Colin. Hello again. What a wonderful ad read, actually. That was really good. Thanks. If that was all off the <laughs> cuff there, well done, guys. Yeah, there's do, do you feel sort of Do you feel you know it's necessary now to go to guitar-auctions.co.uk? It's, and, and it's interested me. It's, it's interested me. I'd like to see what they've got there. I'd like to see what's coming in and going out. And, so, you know, maybe, 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 maybe I put out a little panel. Maybe I, maybe I watch the man do his little hammer, like you said. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah, maybe, it's really maybe fun. I, do that. Yeah. I once watched it from the beach in Italy. I, I should have been on holiday, but I was too interested. <laughs> I got in trouble for looking at my phone. Anyway, mm. <laughs> let's talk Colin Scott. Ooh. And what better person to do that than Colin Scott? Yeah, that so, would make sense, yeah. It would. It would. Science. Um, Again, science. <laughs> the science of loud. Where did that come from, Colin? Um, where did it come from? Um, the name itself, I think I probably pulled from a comment from a, a, a viewer at one point. Um, because it wasn't I've I've been I've been going under the guise <laughs> of uh, CS guitars for a long time and been forcing it myself in that science. I think someone just someone just typed in one day, oh, the science of loud. And I thought, yeah, that's, that's actually good. I might just steal that for myself. That is <laughs> so, good. So it may, it may have come from a comment, but um, no one else was using it. And I think it's very fitting for what I'm doing. 
absolutely agree. Um, I, I have to say that I'm not only, um, let's say, friend or at least associate, I'm also a fan. Absolutely yeah. a fan of what you do. Thank and you. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's great to have you here because you do what I like to call quality content. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah, quality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, everything you do, I learn stuff from you, man. And it's also, it's entertaining, mm -hmm. it's exciting, it's factual. It's also, you know, I learn stuff. And you have cool little, yeah. like, the spectrometer or something that you use. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my my oscilloscope. That's the on one. The, on the, the pedal. Oscilloscope. Yeah. Absolutely. No, you, you, you've hit the nail on the head there. Um, I want to make sure that every video I do, regardless of what it is, whether it's a pure science thing or whether it's a gear review, there's always something to learn. There's always some new information that people can take away and and, and realize something about how the way to use equipment that they've not realized before. And you know, as you say, quality, try try to push the quality level of the videos because I think in the guitar sphere, we're all got really good production value. Um, compared to a lot of other places on YouTube, we've got really good production value. And I just want to keep pushing that up with, like you say, the oscilloscope, with the animated graphics, with um, you know everything I'm doing to try and make sure that uh, complicated scientific descriptions can be very easily visualized and understood by people who don't perhaps have a scientific background. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's one of the key key parts that I like from from your demonstrations presentations. Did you kind of you know there's a, there's a TV show called the uh, the show with the mouse in Germany where they actually explain very complicated things in a way that even you know young kids can understand mm. them. And that's kind of what the vibe that I get from your channel. Did you kind of oh. try to make it accessible to everyone? Basically, you don't have to have a a degree or, or anything. It's it's just if mm. you're into the topic, if you're into the guitar world, and you just want to get some in depth information, you kind of take those large chunks of information and kind of narrow them down into easy to digest bits and pieces. And this is mm. really you know what I what I love about the channel. It's not it's yeah. not fleshy. It's like it has meat. There's a lot of there's a lot of really good information out there on forums and in books and, and on websites, but a lot of it is written where you have to have a physics degree to be able to understand it. Mm -hmm. And most people don't, but I do. And I like to be that middleman of just taking that information that's that's there, it's available, but it's not accessible to most people as a barrier to entry and mm -hmm. try to you know almost translate it down to words and images and uh, you know, concepts that anybody can understand regardless of where they are. Um with their with their background and their knowledge base, mm, yeah. but you do it without being patronising or condescending. I mean, I could if you wanted me to. <laughs> I could certainly look. I could, I could. I could certainly make you feel like an idiot. <laughs> but no, I I want to make sure that nobody feels that they're they're stupid for not knowing things because not knowing stuff isn't a sign of stupidity. Um, there's a lot of things that I don't know, a lot of fields, lots of different topics that I don't know anything about. That doesn't mean I'm a stupid person. It just means I've never spent the time researching and looking into that and building that mm -hmm. experience and people who can come into guitar they're coming into guitar from all sort of all sorts of other fields like i came to guitar from physics but other people are coming from music they're coming from art they're coming from other things so it's not you can't expect people to know how a valve works or what the circuit's like inside a pedal so mm -hmm. you've got to be able to approach it in a way that's you're not you're not stupid for not knowing this um this is just knowledge that we have to build up and work through and everyone should know it 
Absolutely. And I, I take what I've learned from your channel and I try to utilize it on my channel. <laughs> and I, oh, what was that thing Colin said that was really intelligent? Ah, screw it. Press the plus <laughs> button all the time. There we go. Hey! Nothing <laughs> <laughs> wrong with the fuzz button. <laughs> Nothing wrong with the fuzz button. <laughs> should not have had that shot of grappa. Fuzz button. What kind of thing is that? Um, Hi, Colin. Lemmy's approach was everything louder than everything else. What is the loudest you've ever played? A question from Hot Black Desiato. Oh, um, that was actually very recently over at Guitar Summit. Mm -hmm. uh, Chris Jupiter of Jupiter Effects had his 250-watt Titan amplifier, and we decided that we'd take it down to the, li the, the loud amp room down in the basement of Summit and just push it through a couple of 412s and see how loud we could get it. <laughs> So that's possibly the loudest I've ever heard anything being played. Um, and I remember as well, a number of years ago, uh, I think it was Gitcon, we had a 100-watt Marshall amp with everything down to, down to 10 and played mm -hmm. through that as well. So I've, I've had the experience to stand in front of 412 cabinets and have the trousers absolutely flapping. Um, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like too, too loud, more, more loud than anyone should have to ever be. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So Colin, since your mind is pretty much set in a in a very like structured way, you know, a very, you know, like physician way, does that have an influence on the way you play the guitar? Yeah. <laughs> um that's something that I've never really thought about is um am I doing am I having a logical approach to guitar? I suppose I do. I'm not I'm looking at I'm looking at, you know frets and numbers and i'm not really i'm, I'm not i'm not really a musician <laughs> it's, it's really the it's, it's I've, I've made i make i've made this living playing guitar but it's not i'm not a musician i'm a scientist so i guess there is there is a there's a barrier there um but i'm on that um, t-shirt colin sorry was it i'm not a musician i'm a scientist that's a scientist. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a good t-shirt yeah, yeah yeah um but I don't, I don't really know how to answer that uh, answer that question i've never really thought about am i approaching it i'm approaching music from a more logical standpoint and I, perhaps i am that's something to con consider and ponder and analyze i think yeah <laughs> i'm gonna, I mean, go, gonna go back in my corner and think about that now <laughs> go back in your ivory tower <laughs> like if, if you if you pick up the guitar do you immediately like think in in intervals and in 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 shapes or can you just like oh no play a couple um, chords and just you know oh I, I i'm 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 good to play some open chords and some power chords and um and and then i can pretend to play a solo um no i'm not really thinking about i'm not really doing a scientific approach to like music theory or anything like that it is one of the things i struggle most <laughs> with is like when i sit down to record any guitar for a video is just like what do i play i don't i don't okay. know it's not it's not there i know how what the guitar is and i can think about it in terms of its pickups and uh, in terms of getting a tone absolutely i can be like i'll look at a guitar look at the pickups look at the amp i know exactly what i need to do to dial in a particular sound but actually yeah. playing the thing not at all <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm having a little breakdown here because we've got some bots in the chat trying to get people to buy certain physical activities. Oh, fun um, times. And I tried to click ban user and I accidentally put it on the screen. <laughs> so it might be there for a couple of frames. Apologies if um, if you're looking for a partner, though, then there might be one, you know, a yeah, clicks away. Sexy time with Andy. <laughs> Oh, oh wow! Oh. <laughs> uh, Colin, I know we're mm. doing all this physics and science and guitar stuff, and your channel is you know, the science of loud. But when I was writing the video description for this episode, 
um, I looked on the about page of your YouTube channel, and it said the channel was open in 2006, but yet CS Guitars says that it started in 2011. Yes. So I went right back to your oh, first no, video. The, the first public video. There's a lot oh. of them that are not there any longer. They're, they're, they're hidden okay. in private. And the first public <laughs> video is called Transformers Ultimate Showdown. Yeah. And it is, it is phenomenal. Mm. Oh it yeah! Is, I, explain, I was, explain it. All right, because I was I was a big fan of Ray Harryhausen. Like I, I grew up, my, you know, my dad would show me like Clash of the Titans and and Sinbad and, and all those old movies with the stop motion creatures, and absolutely fascinating. We love all that stop motion stuff. And um, for a little while, I mean, that that must have been about two thousand six, seven, or something like that. Um, that, that, that when I did put that together. Um, I just wanted to try and do some stop motion stuff. And we had a bunch of Transformers, we'd had as kids. And it was a case of, all right, they've got enough articulation that you can sort of pose them and do little increments and take a picture, pose them, picture, pose, and made a stop motion battle between all the Transformers and then put <laughs> laser beams and explosions and uh, Buzz Lightyear shows up in it. And it's all just, it's just good fun, silly stuff. And I wish I'd done, I wish I'd done more of it. Um, yeah. I really enjoyed doing that stop motion thing. And it's a lot easier now. Technology is a lot better than the, the tiny little digital camera I had. Um, there's, there's probably there's probably programs to your phone. You can see frame frame on frame now, but um, but yeah, I should maybe I should get back to doing a stop motion sometime. Dude, it's got thirty thousand views. <laughs> That's why I left it there. That's admirable. <laughs> yeah, it really bumped the numbers in the early day. You know, <laughs> I'm sure it did. It's and it's good. It's really good. I I watched the whole thing in its entirety. I, I won't give away the ending of of who appears because I think mm -hmm. I think it says something like "watch to the end" or something like this. Mm -hmm. um, and then I, I followed you on a little Colin Scott journey, and I tried to find at which point I became a viewer of your channel, and it was actually pretty early on. It, it turns out you're one yeah. of the first people I, I, I watched. Um, oh. And yeah, I remember watching you do amp stuff. And, and basically, as we talked about the quality of your channel and your videos and stuff, there was a time where YouTube was not as polished as it is now. And it was oh, yeah. more homegrown and certainly yeah. still great. But but certainly, uh, you'd say it has certainly dated now. Um, yeah. But there's some great content right from the start. And yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed going on a little <laughs> CS Guitars journey. No, that's good that you've done that. <laughs> Going back that far, yeah. No, I, 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 I mean, lost an afternoon. The, the, <laughs> I I started doing the guitar related content in uh, 2011, but the channel's been open since almost as, as soon as YouTube was available for putting up little, you know, filming little videos with friends and sharing them with each other. Did all that because I never expected to turn youtube into a career because at that point in time that wasn't really feasible there was nobody really making a career off of youtube there was no such thing um so i just kept using the same channel i had and, and put up some guitar videos because i thought someone might watch but um yeah, yeah i just got to I, I i just got um what did i get my my brain just shut down there. No, I just I, I just got carried away with getting getting content and it growing up, and I just like oh shit, it's too late now for me to change the name or, or change the channel, and I didn't have a plan, so I was like oh I guess I'm stuck with this. Uh, <laughs> I'm stuck with the channel, the old channel that I had, and I've had to try and make it into um into something that's that wasn't stop motion transformers and any of the silly stuff I was doing at the start. <laughs> like next time you do a, a pedal review or, or demo or explanation or whatever you want to call it. May I request some stop animation, please? 
yeah, okay. Okay, I could look into that. No pressure, but I think the internet is crying out for it. Sarang, uh, our own Sarang here, has said he needs some stop-motion Colin Scott in his life. So mm. there's at okay. least two people that want it. Mm. I could build myself a little armature and a little monster and animate yeah. him to press the pedals. That's mm, a good idea. Yes. Okay, cogs are turning. Cogs are turning. I might, I might end up doing this eventually at some point. <laughs> yes, I love it. Um, there's a thing I'd like. To, I'd love to talk to you about, if you don't mind, about when you went from the job that you had, you were doing before you went full time on YouTube, mm-hmm. to becoming mm-hmm. a full time YouTuber. I remember um, it's about the time we met. We met the first time in 2018 at uh, TGU. Yeah, and I remember you having some real worries about going full-time and leaving that job <laughs> and and then all sorts of you know emotional things and numbers yeah. flying all over the place and um i, I first i want to say i'm so glad that you did it and, and i'm so glad that it's working out for you thank you but could thank you, you talk to us a little bit about you know that that change from being a regular job person mm. to what you are now <laughs> absolutely um it probably wasn't as as big a leap as what other people have to make because it wasn't it wasn't a huge paying job to start with what i had um i was a electronics technician for a hydraulics company uh i was wiring up cables and soldering soldering changing components on their circuit boards uh going into their test rigs and pulling out uh, pressure sensors from hydraulic thing and covered in hydraulic fluid um so it was an interesting it was an interesting job but it wasn't like a hugely paying job um right. but what what really made me flip into I should maybe look at YouTube instead as a full-time career was when I realized that I was having to turn down a lot of like paid work on the YouTube side to go to my nine to five. Mm-hmm. Right. And it, and it just, it was like, I'm turning down so much money and so many people want to promote product through the channel and whatnot. And I'm going, no, I can't do that. Cause I don't have the time. Cause I can only work weekends and evenings. I don't have the time. I've got to go to my job. And I'm like, well, Maybe if I just like didn't go to the job, I could take all these payment offers and then build on that, and surely that would be better. Mm. And um, long story short, yeah, it is. It's not massively better, but it's it's considerably still better than what I was doing when I was uh, doing the full time. So, yeah, yeah, YouTube's been okay to me so far. Thanks for everyone watching and subscribing and doing that. It's, you're, you're the ones doing it and uh, making me money. Thank you. <laughs> 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 Yeah. <laughs> um thanks yeah yeah a, a natural we have a um it's not so much super a question chat. but a statement super chat from adam Steele of hot pole studios who says but colin well um, my arm break <laughs> thank you <laughs> i forget which video that's from but um yeah well my arm break I've, I've had a few little little minor catchphrases over the years. Well, my amp break and all again, no meds, Slayer, which pops up all the all the time, all over the place. Still. They're um, over, they're on, they're in the chat right now, and I was I, I can't keep up with them. So uh, yeah, um, is there um, any video that you've made that is the one that you think? that's some of your best work or if i say what's your best work what what comes to mind uh, I, I think i think i've got the i've got i think i've got the creator problem of as soon as i've made anything i hate it instantly okay. it's like that wasn't that so, wasn't so good enough. You said move, that. On, move on to the next one so yeah it's, it's difficult because i'll usually be very proud of a proud of a project when it's first completed it's like oh yes this is an amazing and you put it out there and then inevitably nobody watches it and then you move on to the next thing and then you learn to hate it afterwards but if I was to try and put my mind back to things that I'm I'm quite proud of, I'm quite happy with how the 
the Guitartin video came together, um, which people might remember um, was part of the great guitar build-off, um, Crimson Guitars. And yeah. um, I took a, a, one of their kit guitars and made it into uh, a multi-scale flying V with tartan and um, a kilt pen, and I made it made it part of a part of my Highland outfit, and was the most most Scottish guitar um, ever built. I'm quite happy with not only the way that guitar came out, but the narrative of that video and pulled people through, and it, it captured people's imagination enough that they voted that guitar as the winner of the the YouTuber uh, side of the competition, and by an absolute landslide of votes. And I think it was purely came down to just the fact that the video was really compelling, and it was an underdog story. And there was this theming and narrative through the whole thing, and it, it just it was a beautiful uh, piece at the end of the day. So um, mm -hmm. yeah, there wonderful. it is. Yeah, that was an eye catcher right it's from the wonderful. start. I mean, yeah, absolutely beautiful. I'm sure if this was a production um, model, people would buy that. In an oh yeah, yeah, I think I think so. I think it had enough charm to make it something people yeah. would want to play. Which I feel, I feel was maybe maybe what other people in the competition lacked was like all fantastic builds, uh, very complicated engineering in a lot of them, but mm -hmm. none of them made me go, I want to play that. Yeah, and I think I think yeah. that's what really cinched it at the end as well. It's like that one, it's one you'd want to play, yeah. right? But it yeah, has to I, come I with a bottle of whiskey. It has to come yeah, with a yeah, bottle yeah. Of it's whiskey. got a, it's, it, I'm, my, one of my original ideas was it would have like a big hole in it where you could stick a bottle of whiskey or stick a or like um <laughs> or, or the way they do those um, little. <laughs> The little whiskey glasses, little tasting glasses, and and a, and a little uh, thing, just like you can just set them on the guitar and have it as your tasting, yeah. your tasting rack. But, what, um... what's, what's playing? That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, maybe I should have done that. Yeah. Well, at, at least you didn't stop there a, though, with, a, your, with your build stuff. You... I didn't. What? Sorry, Dan. No, no, go ahead. At least have a what? I need. To... No, I want to know what you at least have. At least, at least want to have a, a compartment in the in the actual case for a bottle of whiskey. Ah. So you can put the guitar in there and the strap and then a bottle of whiskey and, and maybe it, a, a couple shot glasses. That would be classy. A custom-made case with a, with a whiskey with a whiskey drawer. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, hmm. yeah, whiskey okay. drawer. <laughs> yes, any sign I'm not going right. to have a signature guitar. I'm just going to have a signature case. And that's the, yeah, with the whiskey. <laughs> but the guitar could be made out of whiskey barrel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it comes with the whiskey that was in those barrels as a limited edition. Now you're talking. That's now you've got ideas. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there would be some sort of luthier out there that would be game for, for that. Oh, yeah, certainly. <laughs> once I, once I get a shop, I'll, I'll start making something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. if I may, There's a, another build you did. Oh, oh, oh come on. <laughs> No, no, you're, you're the opportunity. Come on, take it. Take it away. The other build. Come on. There's another build you did, which um, I, I, I hate to say that you and I were in competition, but I also entered the build um, with no, with just an element of fun. But you mm. absolutely nailed the Harley Benton build off of the JA <laughs> Jazzmaster um, build off by making a honey monster <laughs> Jazzmaster. Yes. And I absolutely promise you that I considered the same thing and thought it would be too much work, so didn't do it. <laughs> but wasn't wasn't I mean wasn't yours that you're gluing two bodies together to make a double thick body? Was that not yours? <laughs> yeah, I 
I had no idea, so I just thought I would do whatever came to mind, and the thought of, of gluing two bodies together came to mind. Because that sounds like so lots more it. work <laughs> to me. <laughs> yeah, it, it turned out that you were absolutely right with that statement. It was a hell of a lot of work, um, and then I sprayed it green and used it as a green screen guitar. Which, which those two things are not connected. You do not need to have a no. double body guitar. It didn't. It didn't make it any more useful on the green screen, not at all. I just had to use more paint. <laughs> more expensive, heavier. Um, yeah. But that, that's an insight into the science of my channel. <laughs> just do it. Get it done. I, just, I love these competitions, these guitar build competitions, because you get to see what you and me and all the other guys are doing. And everyone comes up with such a weird idea, just completely off the wall it's like who would have thought to do that apart from obviously all of us but it's like you can never anticipate what the next person's going to do and it's uh yeah I, I do i do love seeing what everybody comes up with when we do those things I, <laughs> but but that yeah that jazz master with it with with the fur um because I, the funny thing is i had the opposite thought from you i was like what is the easiest thing i can possibly do um because i don't have enough time to like do something proper and i was like oh cover it in fur because that's the that's the least amount of effort i need to make um and it and it you know it, at first i glued it on and forgot to sand the body first so the glue didn't take it just peeled itself back off which which was a problem it just like just so i had to go and oh. sand sand it all take all the glue off sand it all to so get about a tooth in the wood and then the, the fabric glue held the, the fur on and then it was trying to trim trim the sides and get it all to meet up and i'm getting glue in the hair the long hair and it's getting all messed up and yeah so there was a bit of complication to it but um i think it turned out quite well i think it i think it, it, it certainly is a, a, a visual piece um mm. it looks interesting it's um it, it hung on hung on the back wall for a little while and in later videos so people could still see it i'm considering putting it up for sale though so if somebody does want to <laughs> so does want to grab a little bit of history there and have a, a, a furry guitar for them to get all the sweat and beer poured onto um <laughs> then, then then yeah maybe maybe i'll announce an, an ebay sale of that at some time <laughs> maybe that sounds like a great idea billy gibbons will grab it I don't oh know. yeah maybe yeah yeah, yeah. You, yeah he'd be right into it yeah yeah he would <laughs> sweet if i may, may take the opportunity to to uh, kind of focus on your scientific approach how do you basically structure a video do you take the scientific route and kind of uh write some sort of expose and then do some some sort of uh you know rough structure of it and then fill it with content or how, how what's your approach is it, if there is such a thing like a general approach on for a video um yeah yeah there's there's very much a general approach um a lot of the times an idea is sparked by a piece of gear if someone comes to me with a, a piece of gear oh we've got this new product coming out and it's got you know x feature and you go oh that feature has to do with this concept and i was like oh i could build a video around the concept of that feature of this product and that's a way to marry you know not just doing a normal uh, gear demo or gear review but actually give some 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 scientific worth to to the concept and explain what are quite often um technical equipment i mean gear is getting more complicated there's there's a lot more mm. science and, and complicated stuff in the back end of amps nowadays with you know built-in attenuators and uh, irs and all, all, all that sort of stuff and dsp stuff so i get usually get the gear get an idea and then i start researching 
I'll go go down a, a research rabbit hole, starting with the Wikipedia and then going to more re- reliable sources after that, after I got the general gist. <laughs> um, and it's just a case of taking notes and reading stuff. And that process usually sends you right down the rabbit hole of you you, just, you, you realize something you didn't realize before. And it's like, oh, I've got to find out about that. And then you start writing it all down and realize you've got like six pages of script now. And it's like, oh, this is this is way too much. And it went it went too far away from the gear. Pull it back, pull it back, pull it back edit the script down and try to find some sort of through narrative through it all that can keep people's interest and attention through all the complicated things, then start to storyboard. Because when I'm writing the scripts, I'm thinking, okay, what's on screen? What's the visual? What's the graphic? So I'm storyboarding at the same time, drawing out my animation cells. Um, And uh, yeah, and by the time time I'm actually coming, putting a camera on and sitting down, I have got everything well planned out and well visualized ahead of time. And And it's just a case of, uh, reciting a script and try to <laughs> try to keep it in my head. That sounds like a hell of a lot of work, really. So yeah, it, it is. It's an awful. That's, that's why. That's why there's not uh, the content on the channel doesn't come out very frequently. <laughs> there's an awful lot of work involved. And then once it's obviously filmed, you, you know, you got the edit, and then you have got all the graphics. And I'm doing all the all the graphics myself, all the animations mm-hmm. myself. So any any images that I need, I'm going to illustrate and creating them there. I'm then pulling them into, you know, After Effects and getting them moving around and jiggling and doing whatever they need to do. Um, so yeah, there's there's a hell of a lot of work, but it's the problem is it's all it's all in the head, and to get mm-hmm. it out there, I need to do it. I can't tell someone else how to do it because I need mm-hmm. to show them. So I just have to do it myself. But yeah. um, I've tried doing it the other way of just sitting down at a camera and, and talking, and it's a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> like it's an absolute disaster, and it just it turns out it, I'm just much better at, um, at having it all planned out and all structured and ready to go. Do my thinking beforehand, yeah. um, and then it's just acting. At that point, okay, yeah. So, just just like one remark, kids. uh, I really love that that uh, Colin made a point and said, "Okay, you can check out Wikipedia, but Wikipedia is not the primary source." Okay, it's not. Wikipedia is great for a a general, a general overview, especially if you already know something about the subject. Um, You can go in there and get refreshed on it all. And it's like, oh, good. And it has sources. You know, any any good Wikipedia page has its sources. You go to the bottom, you, you follow the sources, and then you go look. And once you've got your idea and you've got your concepts, you go and look for other stuff. The stuff that I can look for on Wikipedia, the science stuff, is can only be written by people who know what they're talking about, and they yeah. would get really pissy if they'd uh, if someone came in and messed it around. So they're always on top of the physics stuff. But yeah, um, yeah just just be wary with Wikipedia and make sure it's <laughs> cited and make sure you're checking uh, more reliable sources afterwards. <laughs> wise words, wise words. And talking about primary sources, uh, if you're a gear tinkerer, there's it's usually great to have a primary source for all the tools that you need when you are you know building and rebuilding your guitars. Wow. <laughs> Wow, Dan. Thank you. <laughs> wow. Um, very welcome. Very welcome. Yep. Wow. I, yeah. I am I am in absolute awe of the way you've managed to segue into our sponsor for this part of the show. It is it is mind boggling. Uh. Um it was so, it was so seamless that I I've ruined it by saying these very words. <laughs> but yes, um, the the place that you might want to go to uh, is Stumac, which this episode is brought to you by Stumac in part. And the thing that I want to talk to you, and maybe Colin's seen it, is this little thing that I've I've actually bought quite a while ago. Um, this thing is is like a it's like a spanner. My my camera won't autofocus, so it's called. Uh, let me just bring it a truss rod crank for a telly. 
Oh, wow. So oh. rather than show you the tool, I'll show you the job it does. I've got that's my, clever. a custom shop telly here. It doesn't need to be a custom shop. It needs to be a telly or a strap that has a truss rod adjustment at the heel. Mm-hmm. And rather than having to take the neck all the way off to adjust the truss rod and get a proper screwdriver in there, this thing has two different angles of flat blades, which you can just fit underneath there and adjust the truss rod without having to take the neck all the way off. You might need to take the scratch plate off, um, but that is my favorite piece of tool from from Stumac this week. So it's there. It's coming in at $12.49 if you're in the US, and it's absolutely wonderful. It's changed my telly experience. So that's what you Mm -hmm. do. There's a better close-up. They've taken the scratch plate off. I've just cut a little hole in my expensive guitar, so I don't have to take the scratch plate off. Um, <laughs> but yeah, absolutely worth uh, the. I think I paid ten bucks for it. If I'm honest, the times have changed. Yeah. But yeah, um, absolutely recommend Stumac. They've got some great stuff. Uh, I've got a video coming up soon on a DIY pedal build. They've sent me a kit, and I'm Ooh. going to build it, and hopefully it works, and then I'm going to play it. Cool. That sounds like a cool video. Yeah. So that is Stumac. Um, uh, I'm sure one of our moderators will put some links in the chat. And if you're listening to the audio version, there'll be links in the description of the podcast. <laughs> great, great comment. Josh Tenberg said, oh, man, Offender could just get with the times. But, <laughs> 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 well, you know, if you have an old custom shop guitar, it's supposed to, you know, be built yeah. like back in the 50s. It's just a thing, right? It's pretty yeah, smart. I agree. I gotta say, it's pretty smart. All right, let's let's have a real geeky question. Um, best truss rod adjustment method? Go. Is it the heel? Is it the bullet? Is it the headstock? Is it the spoke wheel? It's. I mean, from a technical perspective, I think it's probably the spoke wheel. That's probably the the best method to do it. Although I don't mind just taking an Allen key down the down the top the top of the neck and, and, and turning it <laughs> turn it from the headstock end like that works and it's fine um you know and 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 that's sort of the most that seems like the most logical place to have it but i think the spoke wheel is probably technically the best mm-hmm. most advanced maybe yeah it's yeah. certainly nicest when you see it when you see it on a guitar like oh that's nice mm. is there is there Did any you... piece of gear that kind of enthused you from a uh, technological standpoint or a scientific standpoint where you say wow this is something that's super cool because it stands out so you know, from from the plethora of kind of vintage ideas, you've put me on the spot. I'm and my mind's racking because I'm like, I know I've come across exactly that and had ex- those exact thoughts, and I can't place the piece of gear at the minute um, that that I've had those thoughts about. But um, yeah, a lot a lot of newer newer equipment does come out come out with stuff that just goes, oh, you've done it differently from what how that we've been doing it for since forever. And mm-hmm. those are the kind of those are the kind of products that excite me now. Um, I have trouble with like doing guitar related stuff when the guitar is just the same guitar it's always been it's another it's another piece of wood and it's got strings it's like yeah it's a good guitar but mm-hmm. there's nothing exciting to say about it but when you come out with something like perhaps the gtrs guitars with the moore uh preamp built mm-hmm. into them mm-hmm. um so that you can just like plug a set of headphones in crank it up and it's it's there's, there's nothing really new there putting a, a, a digital processor into a guitar but it's just the way it's packaged makes sense or when uh, another piece of gear that i looked at recently was uh the black star the st james amp and then the little pedals they have where they've got the 
the digitally modeled cabinet simulation stuff in it that's reacting in real time and sounding like microphones and cabinets. It's like a different way to do, it's a more reactive way than doing IRs. Mm -hmm. And it's just nice to see that sort of technology being implemented in that way. Um, anything really at the moment where digital is being used to support an analog system and make and make an analog system more usable as opposed to replacing the analog with digital, I think is, is stuff that's really exciting me. Mm -hmm. Cool. And from a, from a, um, Technology standpoint, what is the most advanced guitar? I'm not talking about like, you know, putting an amp mm -hmm. into a guitar, something like that, but like for, in terms of the shapes or, you know, just the function, what's the most like functional, the <laughs> sleekest? Is there, is there such a thing where you say, oh, wow, I, I, it's probably not my cup of tea, but from a mm -hmm. designing standpoint, that's really something that I admire because I'm a, you know, I'm in, in, in science. So yeah, do, it, do, yeah. Do you know, do you know, when it comes to ergonomics, when it comes to, Improving the, the 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 physical instruments to make them make them play better. Doing the multi scale or, or or fan fret stuff works really well because it puts it puts the frets into a more uh, a more natural position to the way the hand falls when you play. Your hand splays out in a particular pattern that straight frets don't actually help with. So fan fret stuff works. All the all the ergonomic guitars, the headless stuff, the stuff with the, the sort of weird uh, curved shapes so that they fit into your body more as you sit with them and you can play mm -hmm. all of that stuff works really really well not necessarily my style because i'm i'm, I'm quite into the sort of the, the vintage looks of instruments but i really appreciate where things are getting pushed down um that line with headless with fan fret with um just 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 changing changing the concepts of we don't have to do it the way we used to we can do it and using different materials using carbon fibers and using um you know composite materials to to try and carefully craft the density of the of the materials to get a particular resonance or a particular sustain from the mm -hmm. from the instrument all that sort of stuff as opposed to just going oh it's mahogany and maple again no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. blasphemy <laughs> i i've just thought of a really awful idea that Great. i predict will be released in the next 10 years like you know how people try and reinvent good like you know we have those you can remove pickups from guitars and, and switch them with the cream tea that they the, the reddish yes, guitars. Yes, yes. Um, that's not it okay that's an existing thing that i think has a function and i think works well um i haven't tested it fully but i liked the idea but what i'm saying there is there's something that existed that was quite revolutionary didn't exist before i've come up with something revolutionary that is absolute crap <laughs> <laughs> most most revolutionary things are let's go let's go for but it I, yeah I, I predict that someone will release it in the next 10 years and you and i will get an email about it okay, um, okay. a fully <laughs> motorized self-adjusting truss rod wow awful isn't it that is that? Awful, that's that's like your gibson robot tuners in a much worse place um <laughs> or you, or or I mean, the, the the approach that companies have been going is putting carbon fiber reinforcement within the necks, or making sure the necks just don't move at all, which seems mm -hmm. to be the which would be the you know the Occam's razor. It's the easier solution. It's like that's yeah, the easiest solution yeah. is always the right one. But yeah, you could you could completely over engineer it. Um, put, <laughs> put a set of, like like it's like tension wires and little motors that pull it and and, and yeah. flex it. And then there'll be an on sensors on the strings or something. Yeah, yeah, there'll be a laser. Yeah, yeah uh, 
and it's not what, it's what I'm saying is, to the app. Um, yeah, sure. I'm predicting the future here, Colin. Someone is going to send us an email about that within the next ten years. Yeah, the Everton neck. I see moment. in the comments there. The Everton neck. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that sounds exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, I, I I should really write to an investor about that and get a Kickstarter sorted. It sounds more like chips and content to me, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's too it's too on the nose for Chipson. Chipson is so ridiculously fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> this is just over-engineered rubbish. Mm. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but actually, Tronical, the the Robo tuners, they work pretty well. I have them on one of my guitars. I was digging it when I was playing with it because you could go mm. when it when it with a guitar from drop D to E standard in no time. It's just one knob and then tap, you can go. Yeah, various tunings, open G kind of tuning, stuff like that. It worked pretty well. It's just you know, you know, if, I think it was if it was an, uh, released at a different point in time, it probably mm -hmm. would have done a lot better than it did. Yeah. I, I think I think that was just hit the wrong audience at the wrong time, and it got yeah. a lot more hate than it deserved. Um, yeah, and it was mandatory on every single guitar they released for for that year, right? Like yeah, every, almost every Les Paul in his G they had that stinky little. Was thingy it 2015? I know. Maybe even, yeah, my, friend, my friend has one, and he swears yeah. by it. But you—it's a—it's a thing you have to learn. You don't just press the button; you have to press it in a certain way and and hit the strings in a certain way that I can't do, but he can do it flawlessly. So it's got to be romanced first. You can't just <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> got to take it out for a little drink. Yeah, yeah. Give it a little it's not cuddle put out for just anything, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah in case in case um they want to sponsor us at any point yeah tronical thanks <laughs> no definitely not not not, uh, not doing that again that that pandering to sponsors who would do mm. such a thing <laughs> no Just, uh, oh you can also scratch your face with this this <laughs> stumek um trust rod wrench thing mm. <laughs> Colin, what can we expect from the future of CS Guitars? What what do you hope to take the channel into in the next X amount of time? Mm, that is a very good question. I've sort of I've sort of lost lost sight of a lot of things. I, I achieved a lot of goals. I think it's what it was. Not so much that I lost sight of my future, but I achieved a lot of the long term goals that I had, and then never replaced <laughs> them with even further long term goals. So I sort of got to I got to a point where I'd, I'd done everything I wanted to do, and I was like lost for a while. So I think I need to take a little bit of a time to soul search and work out where I want to go uh, and and mm -hmm. what kind of content mm -hmm. I want to create. Um, so that I'm still keeping it relevant for everybody who wants to watch, because it's a it's a it's a fast changing landscape as the as the social media landscape, and mm. you know, uh, us old fogies on the YouTube uh, um, are are getting probably a bit scared at the TikToks and the shorts and the and all that sort of content. The young people's are into oh no, the young people. So yeah, it's 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 how do I approach all that and how do I stay relevant in a world that's that, that's going more and more in those sort of directions and i haven't quite figured it out yet but what i can say is it's going to be more science content more well presented quality stuff that we've talked about before the oscilloscope is going to get more use you're going to get the animations Woo! um i'm going to be digging into circuits because that's what i love doing and um yeah so, i'm not going to make any content that i don't enjoy that's mm -hmm. that's really what's going to be it's going to be more of the same but in what format i'm not sure that's that's a great answer. I think you nailed it with not making content that you don't enjoy. That's that's yeah. a luxury, isn't it? Um, mm -hmm. 
and, and one that I certainly enjoy. Um, I, I can't yeah. say that I always follow that that rule. Um, <laughs> there are sometimes I make content. I don't say I don't enjoy it, but there's sometimes I enjoy more than others. If, you, if that mm. makes sense. Yeah, it's, I, I it's, like the challenge of something that's out of my wheelhouse. It's it's yeah. I, I, there, there's times when I'm coming up against something that's as you say, like a challenge where it's like, it's not something you would normally do, but it's it's challenging and you get excitement from that. Um, but it never feels good when it's purely obligational um, mm. making content or on, on the other side of that is just chasing a trend, doing something you don't want to do just because you think that's what will do well. Uh, that's that's what that's what the algorithm wants. That's what I'm going to do. And then not, not enjoy making that. I'd rather, I'd rather sit in my niche. <laughs> I'd rather yeah. die on my niche um, than live, <laughs> whatever, the, whatever the phrase is. But I'll, I'll die in this niche. Thank you very much. <laughs> I think yeah. that is the phrase. Yeah. I, I've, um, <laughs> I've started releasing shorts on YouTube. Uh, firstly, uh, kicking and screaming. Didn't want to do it. <laughs> hated the idea. Yeah. And then really enjoyed doing it. Um, I hmm. completely turned around on it. I, I, I've started releasing stuff and, and I think it's because what I, what I hate the idea is of adding more crap to, to the mixture, <laughs> you know, just putting it out there, as you said, because that's what the algorithm wants. Mm-hmm. But I actually think that I managed to take some, some highlights and then actually create something that I thought was beneficiary to the viewers and new viewers. And that really, really surprised me. So are you doing shorts at the moment? Um, not at the moment. I've had planned. I've had thoughts of what to do, what kind of content might work in a short format, doing doing perhaps one minute explanations of, of, of science concepts. But the problem there is that you often need a lot longer than that to drive yeah. the point home. And a couple of times I've tried it, people have come away going, I, I don't understand what you're talking about. It was all just it was too much too fast and it was gone before they got a proper explanation. So perhaps that's not the approach I need to take, but I'm still working it out. I look forward to um to you to you doing that, and not that I'm requesting it or or indeed pressuring you, but uh, I think that if there's someone that could do it, I think you'd do a great job of delivering facts uh, that are well, actually I, I have, correct. I have seen some other sort of science, um, you know, Hank Green and all that kind of thing, doing the, the little, yeah. little science explanations on TikTok and on shorts, and those seem to work very well. So there's maybe I can maybe take a few cues from the likes of them and, and do that. Mm-hmm. With Hank Green, I like the fact that he kind of there's a theme, and he he's almost connects his videos, so he doesn't quite finish his concept sometimes, and then just makes another one. And mm-hmm. I, I I watch it. <laughs> That's good, <laughs> and, and I enjoy it. Yeah. I consume it. <laughs> uh, Josh Tamberg is suggesting that you make stop motion shorts. Take 24 oh, hours to make yeah. one minute short and stop motion. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> my, my, what I do already is so time consuming. <laughs> is, is it really? Oops, yeah. Is it really any different? I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> but that could yeah. be a fun concept. Who knows? Well, yeah. um, <laughs> Colin, I think it's time that we thank you for joining us on the show and analysing our segments and being very, very, very friendly and very funny <laughs> and humorous and um, and jolly as well. Thank you, Matt. Oh, I, I try my best. I like to. I like to present my best self for you boys. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. Good. Um, Dan, before we before we let Colin go, would you please ask people to leave us a five-star review on iTunes and the like? Nope. Okay. Are we, are we quit because, that you part, know what? We? Because we, we received the last the last uh, rating on iTunes one year ago. I just checked that. Come on, what's what? wrong with you guys out there? Yeah. It's like it's like we've got 66, 66 years. 
at the moment. Could you guys kindly like pick up your phone, go on iTunes and leave a rating like right now? Just do it and for And say that you really or... enjoyed the episode with Colin Scott. With Colin. That's all of, I want to know. Of, Just of course, yeah. Colin Scott episode was the best. Done. Yeah. Yeah. I'm writing it but, for you. Or did you ever no you no. <laughs> I don't know. No, you got you've got to finish that question. No, did <laughs> did you did you ever leave a five star rating for a podcast? Yes. Really? <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing, you know, if if you if you kind of want to th- lose people and want to make them give a review and then you all of a sudden kind of figure out Damn, I haven't given a single podcast a five star rating. That that probably sucks. I know it's just you know, it's like with the also, likes and, and views you get on. on I content, also click right? like on my own videos. So, <gasps> of course, you just... <laughs> it's one more like, and I yeah. do like it. I do enjoy it. You made it, right? You better like. I it. made it until the next day, as Colin said, when you think yeah. it's absolute shite. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> So guys, five-star rating yes. and make sure to subscribe to Colin's channel because it's the greatest scientific content out there. Uh, make sure to check out Stumac, Guitar Auctions. And uh, yeah, apart from that, it was a it was a pleasure. I think we have a new segment on the show. It's in a nutshell with Dan and Andy or Andy and Dan with Dandy. And uh, yeah. That's me in a nutshell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Um, yes. CS Guitar go and subscribe and 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 if i unsubscribe from my channel and subscribe to Colin's <laughs> channel that's how confident i am that um you'll have a better life <laughs> i want to see that short <laughs> <laughs> i'll make that short all right i promise you i'll make that short and we'll see we'll compare see analytics what happens. See yeah. what happens oh no all right, all right um guys. thank you everybody thank you for watching listening and um having fun playing guitar goodbye everybody bye bye <laughs>